They say that you can tell what's important to someone by how they spend their time and how they spend their money. In the core value series, we're looking at five things we want to elevate in the life of our church. To come back to the saying, I guess for each of us, it will take an investment of both time and money on each of our core values for them to come to life. As a reminder, our core values are generosity, community, authenticity, multiplication, and fun. We believe that these actions and attitudes will help us as a church connect people to full life in Jesus. They're not just the core values of White Oak, but they must be lived out in each one of us. Over the last five weeks, we've broken down our core values at White Oak, exploring each one and how they can be lived out in our life. We have seen how these core values are not really new, but ancient ideas elevated by Jesus throughout Scripture. Today, we look at the core value, fun. I mean, look, I'm even wearing my fun flamingo shirt. Now, I know that fun may seem like a strange core value. You might think that there are lots of other options that we could have put as our fifth core value that would have been more deserving. But stick around for the whole message, and I think that you will see that fun is not only necessary, but a major part of the teaching of Jesus. Back in March of 2020, it seemed like the world stopped. Back then, believe it or not, we didn't have much of an online presence. We were not posting service videos online each week or live streaming on Sundays at all. Now, more than 15 months later, we have done almost 70 weeks of White Oak Online. What you see every week is a finely tuned and edited service, but behind the scenes, there are plenty of mistakes along the way. So today, to kick off our fun topic and to make sure that you laugh and that we can all laugh at ourselves, here is a look at over a year's worth of bloopers and outtakes from White Oak Online. Let me just start over, I don't know. Okay, you start rolling, I'll start shivering. It'll be all good. <laughs> using technology, currently using... Uh... We are so excited to be our, launching the Grow Zone Kids ministry again. Ananias and Sapphira, uh, dang it, Ananias? See, Jeter, Jesus later said, Jeter, I said Jeter. Derek Jeter said. On a point here, on a point right here, that means like that's an important part. You hear that, Richie? We are so glad that you are joining for us, with us. And as uh, branches and us, uh, I love the smell of baking bread. In the decisions you make and the people with whom you choose to surround yourself, and an ornament just fell. Which one of y'all playing that? Oh, take one. In the book of Bible, in the book of Acts in the Bible. You can know a person. 
I'm sorry, I can't. I can't. People already forget that when I would speak live, it was like 30 to 35 minutes, right? All, everybody who says they can't wait to get back meeting, like, okay, 35 minute sermons, are you sure? You sure you wanna rush back into that? <laughs> make sure that you're going to make plan, ah, poop. I, ah, ah! Penny cost. I said penny cost again. Man. That's true. That is giant. I would have I would have I would have been running down that path faster than you could ever have recorded. Who do you want the ah, I need to do that part again. I'm sorry. Here is the ah, why can I not read? Jesus think uh, maybe we just go back. Temptations are inevitable. Eh. Just got hit with a bug. It literally hit me on the tip of my nose. Did you see it? But rich and satisfying life can't be found there. There we go with the backup. There it is. Back it up. Back it up. Nailed it. <laughs> I hope that was fun for you. I hope that you enjoyed that. See, fun is an interesting concept. What's fun for one person may not be fun for someone else. I mean, some of you out there are risk takers. Fun for you is all adrenaline and full of taking chances. My son Carter thinks it's fun to get a 700 page book from the library and not put it down until he's completely done with it. Now you see, that seems like punishment to me. We have different ideas about what is fun and what it means to have fun. In order to better understand our core value, I looked up some synonyms of fun. They are celebration, joy, laughter, pleasure, and enjoyment. And maybe you feel like fun is something you would have a hard time finding in your Bible. But let me tell you, celebration, joy, laughter, these are biblical concepts. These are a part of who we were created to be. At White Oak, our mission is connecting people to full life in Jesus. That mission comes from John 10.10. 10. In the book of John, it says that the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Steal, kill, destroy? That's what the enemy wants. That's the opposite of fun. Jesus comes to bring full life. Not just any life, not a boring life, not a pointless life, not a wasted life, but a fully abundant life. I would argue a fun life, full of joy, laughter, and celebration. Depending on your personal experience, church and fun don't always end up in the same sentence. Some have memories of being drugged to church. Some associate it with a huge list of rules to be followed. Some have memories of never measuring up. Some had some form of religious schooling where it was strict and maybe even mean. Now that's not to say that that is everyone's experience. It wasn't mine growing up. I had an awesome youth group and friends, and for me, church, at least part of it, was fun. I looked forward to going, but in movies, pop culture, whatever, church and fun seemed to be miles apart. We want to break that perception. We want to smash it. We want people to know that church even more, that following Jesus is fun. It is full of joy. It is full of celebration. That's our big idea today. 
Together we celebrate. Jesus knew how to have a good time. He is often seen eating meals and relaxing with his disciples and close friends. Jesus' first recorded miracle happened at a wedding feast, and he turned water into wine. Whatever your position is on the wine that Jesus made, one thing is clear. Its purpose was to celebrate the occasion. Our main scripture today comes from Luke 14. Here we see Jesus eating with a Pharisee. While at his house, Jesus tells the host, it's not the rich or the powerful he should invite to his home, but the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind. Upon hearing this, a guest at the table says something witty that leads Jesus to tell a story or a parable to better illustrate the point he was trying to make. When one of those at the table with him heard this, he said to Jesus, Blessed is the one who eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. Jesus replied, A certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. Uh, but they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I have just bought a field, and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I have just bought five yoke of oxen, and I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I just got married, so I can't come. The servant came back and reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and the alleys of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. Sir, the servant said, what you ordered has been done, but there is still room. Then the master told the servant, go out to the roads and the country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of those who were invited in will get a taste of my banquet. Luke 14, 15 through 24. A few things here. Jesus often describes his kingdom as a great banquet. We don't use the word banquet very often, but it's a party. It's a fancy dinner party. Parties are meant to be fun. Jesus describes his kingdom as a fun celebration. The kind of exclusive party you don't think that you should be invited to, only you are. Jesus says the normal people you would assume would be invited, the A-listers, the powerful, the religious elite, uh, they're not coming, but you and I, you and I are invited. So in this story, Jesus tells that there is this huge party. Invitations are sent out, food is cooked, house is cleaned. Only when it comes time for the party, everyone has excuses. People bail on the party. Look at what Jesus says in the story. Come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I have bought a field and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I have just bought five yoke of oxen and I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I've just got married, so I can't come. You and I have been invited to this celebration. We've been invited to full life by Jesus. Excuses. Everyone has excuses. What's your excuse for turning down Jesus' invitation? I've done a lot of weddings in my life. 
Some for people I have known forever, and some for people that I barely know. I was preparing this couple for their wedding. Oh, we were doing the normal premarital things. And I had known this guy, but also knew that he wasn't really active in any church. So as we're talking, he just says, maybe because he's feeling awkward about it, you know, when we have kids, I really plan to get back involved at church. I didn't bring it up, uh, but there had just been this guilt that was building up in him. But what was he saying? It's not the only time that I've heard something like that. It just sounds like the people in Jesus' story. They all have these reasons that they can't come. Reasons why they won't make it. In the story, the host invites the lost, the broken, the sick, the weak. Those who you would never expect to see at a party like this. Jesus' overall point of this story is that, number one, his kingdom is a celebration. Celebrations are fun. Whatever you think you know about following Jesus, whatever you see lived out in those around you, you need to be reminded that Jesus compares his kingdom to a party. Together, we celebrate. Number two, you're invited. You may feel like you're never invited to anything. If you look closely at the story, it's not the one group was invited and another was left out. No, everyone was invited. Jesus has a party, a fun celebration planned, and you and I were invited. Your past, it doesn't matter. Your status doesn't matter. Your appearance doesn't matter. Your health doesn't matter. Your money doesn't matter. Your skin color doesn't matter. Jesus says you're invited. Go out to the roads and the country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house will be full. So as we explore this idea of fun today, there are some things that I want you to know about how we live this out. Number one, we celebrate what God celebrates. Right after Jesus tells this story of the banquet in chapter 15 of Luke, he tells three more stories. All three are about lost things. Maybe you're familiar with them. Jesus tells us about a lost sheep, a lost coin, and a lost son. In each story, there is a great celebration when that which was lost is found. It tells us about how they rejoice, how they call their friends and their neighbors, and how they have this party. I don't know if you've ever lost something only to find it. Is there any better feeling? I don't care if it's your wallet, your keys, or your missing child. There is joy in finding that which was lost. God celebrates when his sons and daughters find their way back home. Look at what Luke records in chapter 15, verse 10. In the same way, I tell you that there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Number two, fun is a fruit of the Spirit. In the book of Galatians, the Apostle Paul, a follower of Jesus and a writer of many of the New Testament books, shares about these fruits that we produce in our life when we choose to live by the Spirit. One of the fruits is joy. Now, when we were looking up synonyms for fun, one of them was joy. Joy is fun. Joy is a smile. Joy is a choice. These fruits are also things that grow out of us because of the Holy Spirit. To me, that means that we can get better at them. We can grow in them. The world will define fun in many different ways. The enemy will disguise pain and brokenness and selfishness all as fun. 
True fun, true joy, true celebration doesn't leave you feeling ashamed, broken, or less than afterwards. In my life, I've chased after plenty of things that I thought were fun, only to be left hurt, sad, ashamed, sick, and broken. True joy, true fun comes from God, and it has no side effects, and it is a fruit that we can continue to grow. Number three, not everything is fun. I don't want to paint this false picture for you that life is all butterflies and rainbows, that somehow following Jesus is nothing but fun. Sure, there is plenty of fun to be found, but that doesn't mean that there's not pain, sorrow, and doubt. The wisest man in the Bible is King Solomon. He writes a poem in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 3 called A Time for Everything. The opening says, There is a time for everything, a season for every activity under the heavens. Later in the poem, he says, A time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. Jesus even tells us in this world that we will have trouble You may be in a season where fun is hard to find. You may be in a season where it's hard to see the joy, but hold on, your time is coming. We need to look to celebrate where God celebrates. Celebrate changed lives. Celebrate when people find hope in Jesus. That's fun. We need to know that fun is something that we can grow in through the Holy Spirit. Maybe you are someone who avoids fun. You push away joy. Look in the mirror and ask yourself, where is my joy? We also need to know that while every day offers something to be thankful for, every day offers a new hope, not every day is fun. Not every situation in life will be fun. As a church, White Oak has chosen fun as a core value because we want to be known as a place of joy. We want to be known as a place that celebrates If you're walking through our doors, we want warm greetings, hugs, and handshakes. We want authentic smiles. See, we feel like fun is captured in all of our core values. Generosity is fun. It's fun to bless others out of the overflow God has given us. My wife is an awesome gift giver. She rarely shows up anywhere empty-handed. If you're her friend, chances are you've received a gift from her. To Katie... Giving is fun, and it should be for us too. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Together, we pour ourselves out. Community is fun. Being connected in community is fun. It's life-giving, knowing that you're not alone. One of the reasons that community is a core value is because we feel like that it's essential. It is just a better way. It's better than being alone. Celebrations happen with other people. God's promise is to join with us when we gather together. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am with them. That's Matthew 18, 20. Together we are more. Authenticity is fun. It's no fun pretending to be someone you're not, trying to fit in or measure up to someone else's standard. True joy is found when your identity is in Jesus, when you are known as a child of God. That's fun. Together, we show up. Multiplication is fun. There is just something very exciting about growth, especially when that growth is centered around people finding hope in Jesus. Multiplying leaders, 
multiplying children and students, multiplying followers of Jesus, multiplying campuses. That's fun. That's worth celebrating. Together, we grow. You see, fun is found in all of our core values. The ability to find joy, together, we celebrate. I'm not sure when you're watching this, but when we're recording, it's 4th of July weekend. It's a time where, as a country, we celebrate our freedom. There's a lot of talk these days about exactly what it is that we're celebrating and what the flag represents. For me, I'm capable of looking back at our past and owning our mistakes as a nation, knowing fully that we are not perfect, but also holding on to the values and principles that this country was founded on. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for all people. I pause and I remember on this weekend that freedom is not free, that it was paid for at a cost. Church, we can celebrate, we can have joy, we are able to have fun because we are truly free in Jesus. This was not free. No, it came at a great price. Jesus laid down his life so that we may live fun, joy, celebration is a core value for us because what other response do you have when you were once lost and you're now found, when you were once dead and you're now alive? Together we celebrate because we have full life because of Jesus. But because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by his grace you have been saved. Ephesians 2, 4 and 5. If you have never accepted Jesus as Lord, please reach out to me. I would love to talk to you. I would love to connect with you about full life in Jesus. This core value series has been awesome. Remember, these are things that we want lived out, not only in our church, but in our daily lives. We all must ask ourselves how we can grow in our generosity, in our community, in our authenticity, in our multiplication, and in fun. Look, uh, look for ways to challenge yourself to take steps in each one of these over the next week. White Oak wants to be a place of fun a place of joy, a place of celebration, but it will only look like that when our people live it out. Together, we celebrate. Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the joy that you've placed in our hearts. Thank you so much for the freedom that we have to celebrate God because of your son, Jesus. It's in his name that we pray. Amen.